right, construction champions. It's your host, Ron Nussbaum, and we're here for another great episode where we're going to help you be that champion in construction every day for your customers, for yourself, for your employees, for your family. We're helping you develop the skills to dominate your area in the entire industry. And today, I have an amazing guest that we've had the opportunity to get to know each other over the past year. Dwayne, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Ron. I really appreciate the invitation. I just, uh, I love these kind of events and I love to get out there and talk to people. Awesome. We absolutely love having you here today. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I'll give you the uh, the 60-year rundown in, in the shortest amount of time as possible. But uh, bottom line is I love construction. I've been in construction my entire life. And when I say that, I was, you know, I put myself through college doing handyman work for realtors. I have a degree in building construction, jumped out of that and did commercial work. Uh, eventually, that market died down and uh, I've been in residential ever since. So I've, I've got a broad base in construction. I've run my own business several times usually dominated by changes in the economy. Uh, that's gone better. That's gone worse. Uh, but I did fall in love with the operations and the running of a business side of construction. Um, and and I, I think a lot of people see construction as, you know, those guys working from the, you know, they, they look out the car window. That's construction. That's all they know about construction. They don't even realize that there's a multi-billion dollar industry behind it. They just think shovels, dirt, and concrete. But, you know, it's it's an industry, it's a business, and it's it's a powerful business. Yeah, I mean, it's the backbone of America. I mean, we we build everything where anybody goes, how they get there to the places they go. Yep. Yep. And and too often, you know, we just we it's just all around us. And we don't it, it becomes background noise. We don't even realize it. We don't think of construction as often as we should as a true business, you know, we, you know, we think of the, you know, the captains of industry building, you know, building these great businesses and this, that, and the other, and oh yeah, they're business people, but construction is a massive industry out there. You know, these skyscrapers don't go up just with a bunch of guys and shovels and concrete. We need every one of those guys, but there is a massive business behind there that's handling the money, the marketing, all of the estimating, uh, purchasing. It, it's a big business. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do to kick it off here is I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. And that is, what does it take to be a construction champion? Well, and I, I you know, that's one of the reasons I was happy to be on here because I love that question. It's, it's just for me, for me, focusing on business, it speaks to every bit of it. Uh, and it, to me, it's about running a good business. It really is. We get caught in our comfort zone. As contractors, most of us came up through the trades. You know, we were in some form of construction, whatever it may have been. We rarely do any of us land here, you know, from a finance background. You know, we we were out there swinging a hammer, pushing concrete, humping lumber, doing whatever it took. And then one day we decide, hey, I'm going to hang out a shingle. I'm, I'm going out on my own. I, I, I can run my own business. But it's a whole new skill set. You and I have talked about it before. You know, it just as you get into running a business – you need new skills. You know, I, I can edit videos now. This was not any part of my skill set as a carpenter. But running a business requires a whole new skill set. 
understanding financial reports, marketing aspects, improving your sales skills, and even overseeing construction without you being there, you know, managing it remotely. And learning how to do these skills is one of the biggest challenges I see, and which is why I do what I do, is because a lot of the guys, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to I'm going to be my own contractor. And the next thing they do is go back to exactly what they were doing. They mm. jump in the pickup truck. They grab their tool belt. They head out to the job site. Nobody's running the business. So if you want to be a champion in the construction industry, if you want to have a great business, make good money, and have a great life, you've got to build that business. You've got to run that business. That's that's what your job is now. You hung out a shingle. Now you got to go to work. <laughs> I love I love what you said there about it's just like you just grab the tool belt, get in the truck, and continue right on. But now you own the business. But that that outlook tends to lag behind in the shift of what it actually takes to run a business. What what do you see out there are some of the herders around that mindset? How how do we as an industry start to become better at actually making that transition from say employee to contractor or from employee to contractor to business owner, I guess would be the best terminology there. How do we how do we do better at that? Well, part of it is awareness. Um, understanding what what owning and running a business means. And then it's not just it, it's I, I like to look at the mind shift part of it is that you know, we were builders. We built houses. As a business owner, building houses is no longer what we do, but it's the product that we sell. So that's what we need to do as a business is we need to now sell that product. We, we just happen to be experts in that industry, in that field, whatever it may be. But that's the product. That's what we're going out and selling. That's not what we're doing. And understanding that mindset, understanding that shift from what, what you used to do to what you do now. And that's why I say too often we go back to what we, we do. We jump in the truck and grab the tool belt because in our mind, that's what we do. We're builders. So we go back to building and we need to really start taking a look at it as our product. And I think spec builders do this somewhat better than uh, custom builders and remodelers because the spec builders never intend on keeping that house. I mean, hopefully they sell it. They don't have to move into it, but you know, it, you know, that happens too. But that's never the intent. They always look at that house at a distance. It's a product. They're marketing a product. They're going to sell that product. They don't look at that. You know, they, they call themselves spec builders. They don't call themselves builders. You know, they, they have a different mindset there. And I think everyone in getting into the industry, getting into running your own business, really needs to think about that. Think about that mindset shift that the spec builder has towards their product than we do as custom home builders and remodelers. Because uh, we tend to, just, and, and I got I, I to admit, getting out in the field, that's where that's where the fun is. I mean, it, oh yeah, you're sitting around all day, you're going, oh, let's see, I can sit around and, and, and work on a new process or process payroll. Or, or, or I think they're pouring concrete over there on the Smith job. I, I might need to go check that out. 
Well, of course that's more fun. We all know that's more fun, but that's not our job. Yeah. And I, I think if you spend the, the right amount of time on building the systems and create a business that runs it practically will run itself, you can spend as much time out in the field as you want watching concrete get poured or, or swinging the hammer. I love looking at it from when you talk about the spec builders perspective, how there it's a business to begin with. Uh, I know we just had a great, a great episode where we talked about building a business, not necessarily building a construction business. And I, I think like that's a lot of what gets lost is that just because we're in the construction industry doesn't mean we can't use principles for business. Because right. I think too often we hear is like that's that doesn't work here. But that's not true. It works here just as well as it works at the bank or the doctor's office or the lawyer's office. Like all those same principles still work here. Yep. No, they still apply. I mean, 95% of all business DNA is the same. If, if you're running, you know, a card shop or if you're running a florist operation or a contractor or you're like you said, an accountant's firm or a law firm the basic core business principles are all the same. And unfortunately, our schools don't teach us this. You know, they, they skip that whole step. So a lot of people have that, you know, pro-American capitalist mentality. I'm going to go out. I'm going to make it out on my own. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to have the nice host, the boat, the vacations. I'm going to have all of that because I'm going to be an entrepreneur. We all get that. We've been taught that. We understand that that's, you know, the American dream. But nobody teaches us what it means to run a business. Like, what are all these elements of running a business? How does this all work? So we've got a major skill gap in there that if we're going to be successful, we're going to have to learn it. Like, there's no there's no skipping that step. It's like, you know, I want to be a master carpenter, but I don't want to learn how to swing a hammer. Okay, that's, that's really, that's not going to work. Um, sounds good, but... Yeah, the odds of ever being a master carpenter that way are, are not happening. And it's the same with being a successful businessman. You hear you hear people around town, you know, you, you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, he's a great businessman. Well, what does that mean? You know, we kind of go, oh, okay, that's cool. But there's something behind it that people recognize. They they have a good operation. They they run a smooth business. They're profitable. They're successful. And, and they're not, you know, they're out getting a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock in the morning with their friends, not, you know, pounding it away on a job site or, or you know, behind the desk locked there because they've got so much work to do. I, li I like that, uh, that because we do hear that. You do hear that from people. Oh, he, that, that guy, he, he's a really good businessman or that lady, she runs a great business. And we don't ever dive into why. Like, why are they there having that cup of coffee at 10 a.m.? It's just because it, I think there's some natural ability, but it's not. Like, it's like you said, the scores don't teach it. We have to learn it somewhere. And it's the people that take the time to go learn those skills that actually become those great businessmen. Or, you know, you said master carpenter. It's like becoming a master business person. Like, that's, right. that's what we're trying to build here is – so the systems and the ability to just grow a company to where it just grows. What, what do you think the secret is for the, the, the master business people out there? 
Well, I think one thing that you uh, uh, you brought up earlier, which I ju- it just flew out of my head exactly what you said. Um, <laughs> give me a second, I'll remember it. I'll I'll just delve on. Otherwise, it'll come to me. Uh, but to be to be good at business, you have to, you have to build the skill sets. And a lot of these skill sets are skill sets that we don't, you know, we as builders, I think especially, but I think a lot of business people don't necessarily innately like, um, you know, payroll systems, an accounting system, reviewing invoices, doing, you know, estimates, pricing, budgeting, or even going on sales calls. I used to hate sales calls. I was like, oh, I mean, I had to like psych myself up for a sales call. I've got to go out there and what, pitch myself, pitch pitch why you should hire me like it was so uncomfortable because again it's not a skill that we get as a carpenter or as a plumber or as an electrician this is a skill we need to build we but it's not even as much of it's i I guess that you know you can kind of look at it like with any with any trade there's a guy who knows how to frame but he's not called a master carpenter. You know, he's a framer. He's a carpenter. He's got other titles to him. He can bang up a wall, but can he do layout? Can he look at the overall project? Can he plan for the plumber, the electrician, the drywall guy? Can he plan for the siding guy? Can he lay out the, the roof rafters? You know, that's when you become a master of what you're doing. The same thing is true in business. It's one thing to go, oh, yeah, I can go on a sales call. You can do anything if you're forced to. But do you know the nuances of sales? Do you know how to approach the sales call? Do you know how to close the deal while you're sitting at the kitchen table? And have you studied this? Have you practiced it? So you get really good at it. It becomes natural. So it's not even just, you know, yeah, I need to learn more about sales, you know, and I need a a nice brochure. Okay, that's just, you know, that's just a nice paint job. But that doesn't mean you can you close the sale consistently walk in and walk out with a signed contract and a deposit check. Do you know how to, do you have those skills and you got to yeah. dive deeper into every one of them, every, everything in business, you know, same thing with marketing, same thing with accounting. It's, it's one thing to be able to balance the checkbook. Balancing a checkbook has nothing to do with business for the most part. You know, it, it, that's, <laughs> that's not managing your money. That's just totaling everything up. You know, but are you making a profit? Is every one of your jobs making a profit? Do you know? Do you know how to know? Are are your processes telling you this information? You know, this is where you dive deeper into, you know, really the nuances of business. But to your point, and I remembered what it was, to your point earlier, these are also the skills that as you build them up and you build these systems and you build these processes that do allow you to build a business that kind of can run by itself. No business will just, you know, set and forget. But then you can decide what you want to do with your time. If you want to spend more time out in the field with the concrete pour or, you know, even hanging out with the on a framing crew or doing whatever you, you know, if you find that enjoyable, you don't have to go out there. You get to choose to go out there. And if that's what you truly enjoy, you can go out and do that because your business is now set up to run. Now, could you do it all day, every day? No, probably not. Cause somebody has to go in and sign checks and review, you know, contracts and do all those business things, but you're going to have more time. And, and maybe that more time means that, you know, 
you finally get out on the fishing boat. You know, it, but you get to decide how you spend that extra time once you get that business set up and running. And it's a lot of work in the beginning, building that business, building those processes. But you have to have that end goal in mind. You know, I, I'm I'm going to get better at fishing too. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love about talking about deciding what you're doing with your time. Because I, I think in the industry, a lot of times we feel like we control nothing when it comes to our time, that that's all pre, it's just out there and we just have to try to flow with it. But if we look at it from a perspective of, I'm going to do things that allow me to decide what I do with my time, we become a lot more effective and you can start to wing through this stuff. Uh, a lot of what I just heard was getting outside of your comfort zone. Oh, when yeah. you're talking about doing this stuff, it's not going to be comfortable at first. But the more you do it, it's just like anything. You get those reps in, you become better at it. I'm sure the first time you ever edited a video, I know my first time ever editing a video, I I pretty much just deleted it. I was like, it's worse <laughs> now that I've touched it. <laughs> but you develop those skills, you develop it, you become more confident at it, and then you get the results from it. And it's just stepping outside of that comfort zone. Right, right. And, and I, I encourage, you know, like you said, we'll use the we'll use the video editing. Now there there may come a day where I don't do my own video editing. I still do, um, but I believe it's good to you know maybe I don't need to become an expert at video editing, but I understand what's involved. I understand the nuances of it. I understand the challenges behind it, and I understand how much time it actually takes. So and I and I encourage those same things, as you know they you know they say oh we wear all the hats and I think wearing all the hats is really a good thing. It's stressful without a doubt. And it is way out your comfort zone and it, it it's it's exhausting. And someday you're going to hire a bookkeeper. Someday you're going to have salespeople on your team. Someday you're going to have a marketing department. Mm. But if you've been in the field, banging out the sales calls, sitting at the kitchen table, you know what the challenges can be. You know what the objections are with those clients. You know what environment works best to have those meetings. You know how to plan those meetings. You know how to approach the meetings. You know where to park your truck. You know, one tip I had, you always keep your business card in your left hand so your right hand is free to shake their hand. Hmm. Just little things like that. That That has stuck with me through my entire career. I walk up to a front door right now and I shift my business card to my left hand. I got to have my right available to shake. I got to be, you know, right there. I'm going to shake the client's hand. So you've been there and done that. So when you hire that salesperson, you know the challenges that they're going through and you can work with them to get them better and teach them and coach them to become a better salesperson. But if you've never done it, if you've never, you know, banged through the payroll, if you've never tried to figure out a marketing strategy, if you've never done content on social media when you go to hand off those tasks when you as you grow you're not going to have a good understanding of those roles and the challenges that they're experiencing or even an understanding of why it takes so long because you know when you when you physically done it you know you're like well, you know why, why does it take you you know an hour to edit a video you know you're like oh yeah it only took me four so but you're doing it in an hour you know <laughs> you're a pro so but if I'd never done it before, I might look at an hour and go, what are you just sitting there wasting your time? You know, we got to get moving, get moving, get moving, get moving. 
I have no experience in it. And so I always encourage you to wear all the hats, get rid of them as fast as you can, have a plan to get rid of them as soon as you can, but learn from them, learn those elements of business and how they work and how they work together. You'll be better off for it. Yeah, I so I couldn't agree more with that. And I'm I'm not a component of wearing all the hats. I think you should have an understanding of, like you said, understand it, get somebody else. Because uh, what I think we find all too often is people are passing stuff off that they have no understanding of. And how can you cast a vision for what you expect? And and I believe like I I've, I'm in the process of handing off all my social media right now. And for a while, I had heard people just told like, why are you doing that? Why are you like you got better things you could be doing than handling your social media? And I would say, well, if I don't do it right now, how can I ever cast a vision for somebody else when I don't understand it? Like, I don't want to be a master at it, but right. I at least understand the nuances so i can go here's what my expectations are here's the vision and go find somebody that's really really good at it and then let them do it so right. i i think that we do miss a lot of that and we, we we instead of getting outside of that comfort zone we just decide well i'll find somebody that's good at it and we don't even know what good or great is like it's it, it, we don't even have an understanding because we've never done it and then we get in a pinch where what our vision was isn't even a reality because we've never been able to execute on it ourselves. And that creates a problem for that person yep. that you bring in. Yeah. And I, I've heard it described, which I thought was a good, it's the difference between delegating and outsourcing. So if you know how to do the task, you can then delegate that role to somebody else. Mm. But outsourcing is, okay, I don't understand accounting. I'm going to hire a bookkeeper, uh, fix my books. Well, what does that mean? The accountant, the bookkeeper doesn't know, and you don't know. You know, it, it, ultimately what happens in those stages is, you know, after four months and you're writing checks and things don't seem to be getting any better, you're just like, oh, you know what? This didn't work. It's just faster if I just do it myself. Well, it didn't work because you need to have a strong enough handle on accounting and bookkeeping to say, look, I'm running a construction company. These are the reports I need to see on a weekly basis. This is how I want things to operate. I need you to execute on the following items. Okay. Now something will get done, you know, and you can leave the bookkeeper open or your accountant, whoever it may be and say, look, if you, if, if, if you find better, faster, easier ways of doing this, I'm, I'm all ears. I'd, I'd love to do this in a better manner. But in the short term, I, you know, I need the books closed once a month. I need to see a job profitability report on my desk once a week. You know, whatever those elements are that you want to have in front of you to run your business. But you need to understand that and be able to express that to whoever you hire. And if you, if you haven't experienced it in any way, you're never going to get as you were saying, you, you can't share that vision. You don't even have a vision to share. <laughs> You're just hoping somebody else comes up with one and you can adopt it. <laughs> and, and the odds of that ever happening are pretty close to zero. Cause you know, you know, that bookkeeper doesn't know your expectation may know construction bookkeeping, but may not know your business and what you're focused on 
and what kind of information you need to make good decisions for your business. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's like a fugazi that's just out there. Like you're just right. you you have no idea because you don't know what it takes to get there. And understanding what it takes, but not becoming a master, I think is the main. Like that's that's where we really need to. Like there's a fine line of creating an understanding of how something works and wanting to be a master at it. And I, I think all too often we think we need to be the masters of stuff and be like the absolute best when that's not feasible to do that with all the hats. We have to understand what we're naturally masters at, lean into that, but at least have an understanding of everything else so you can have these conversations, cast the vision, and grow your company effectively. Right, right. And that's, you know, that, that's honestly what I when I do my coaching with uh, contractors. And it's a, it's a little slow in the beginning, and, I, and I'm working on improving that because one of the first things I want to know from them is what is their vision? What is what? Where do you see this business going in five years, ten years? Because starting and running a business is not, you know, it's not like running out buying a TV and you take it home, plug it in. This is a long term play. This is a lifetime play. So you need to have a lifetime vision for this business. Now that's not saying that vision can't change, but you need to have some vision to hold on to to say this is where I'm going. And it's really helpful on those bad days when you're sitting there going, why did I do this to myself? What am I doing? And then you can remember that vision. You can focus on that vision, you know, and I am trying to get here with my life and for my family and for my business. These are my objectives. And I'm, I'm you know, one more hour, I'm going to pound it out. I'm going to get this done because you, you have some vision of where you want to go. And I do that with my clients also. So we can build a business around that vision. You know, if, if, if you're like, you know, I really want to be a boutique builder, very hands-on, very, you know, very involved with my clients. Okay. That's one type of business that has certain elements that are required in it. And there's certain financial ramifications around that. As opposed to the guy that says, I want to be a track builder. I'm looking to have, you know, five subdivisions built out in 10 years. I'm going to bang these out. I got to buy property. I'm going, 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 going. Again, the core of business is the same, but those nuances and how you approach that, how you approach the accounting, how you look at your billing, how you look at your time is going to vary in those two models. Mm -hmm. So understanding where you want your life to be, where you want your business to be, how you see this growing and building is important in that five to 10 year vision down the road, how, how are you going to get there if you don't know where you're going? Yeah, absolutely. And a vision of where you're wanting to go, that understanding, this has been absolutely amazing stuff today. And uh, Dwayne, thank you for coming and being on Construction Champions. Why don't you tell the audience if they want to reach out to you, connect with you, where's the best places to do that? Well, honestly, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I post there once, twice, sometimes three times a day. Most of it's value content, just stuff I I think about on how to help anybody run their business, ideas, tips, et cetera. Uh, you can also check out my website at uh, businessblueprintinc.com. And uh, if you're on LinkedIn, connect with me, reach out to me, message me. I'd love to answer any questions. 
and uh, just have a conversation. Let's make this industry better. Absolutely. That is what we all want at the end of the day is to make the industry better. So, all right, construction champions, what hats are you wearing? What hats shouldn't you be wearing? And what ones are you trying to master? These are all questions that we have to ask ourselves every day. If not every day, at least weekly. And then we have to understand the vision of where we want to go and how do we bring on people that make us better? Because running a business is running a business. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. And there's been great subjects in this episode talking about that. And if you didn't catch it off, I would go back with a notepad and take another listen. Write some of these golden nuggets down that's going to allow you to be a champion. So construction champions, it has been another fantastic episode. I'm so excited that you guys are all listening out there. Whether you're on YouTube or everywhere else where podcasts are listened to, like, follow, subscribe. Leave us a comment so you know, hey, this is what I would like to hear about. Or let us know what guests you would like us to have on the show. And until next time, go be the construction champion that you are.